0: a Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Hey, before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you about an exciting holiday surprise for you. Now, we are in the midst of cuffing season. And if you don't know what that is, that is kind of this frenzy that is happening where everybody is kind of looking for that partner for the holidays. And there is no better time to master the art of flirting, to capture that guy or gal right as we embark upon the holidays. So I want you to join my upcoming live workshop called Flirting Made Easy. It's on December 12th, where you'll learn to ignite your flirting skills. It's Interactive, it's co ed, and it's filled with actionable insights and activities so that you actually practice this stuff. And here's the best part I've never done this before. I am announcing that I am giving you free, free access. But here's the deal the first 20 listeners to subscribe, review my podcast on Apple or Spotify. And email me a screenshot to hello at seltzer.com That is hello at seltzer.com We'll get a free access. So you got to hop on this soon. This is a $37 value workshop. And it is your ticket to confidence and fun in dating. You can see all the details of the workshop if you go to StopHatingDating.com. And don't worry if you are not the first 20 listeners, I still want you to come, but hurry. The free spots are filling fast. Pause this now, subscribe, review, email me, and your journey to charismatic flirting starts now. All right, back to the show. Are you numbing out, swiping right and left when dating so that you are almost just going through the motions to say that you are dating, right? If this is you, you might be losing a sense of connection, which leads to burnout and attracting the wrong people. And that causes that dating burnout, if you will. There is a movement right now, you probably have heard, towards something called intentional dating. And traditionally, the recent trend has people slowing down their approach when it comes to swiping left or right on dating apps and taking the time to reflect on what they truly want in a relationship and the qualities in a partner. Intentional dating is basically being more reflective and mindful when it comes to choosing who you want to date, why you want to be in the relationship, and What core factors could be important for you to have in a relationship? Now, when I coach people, I like to take it one step further and look into being intentional by creating what I call a dating plan, just like a business plan, and do something called data dating. So that you are really paying attention to collecting certain information as you are dating. So it's not just slowing down. You have to know what to look for. And I think there's just this huge benefit in dating multiple people without getting attached. That's the operative word, without getting attached. So you collect data and really get to know yourself in the process in order to break old patterns and attract something that is right for you. I remember I was working with this woman and she was dating up a storm. I mean, she thought she was being intentional in the way that she was dating. And what she was finding is that every time she would go on a date, it would just fall flat. Like by, by the second or third date, either she wasn't asked back or she just wasn't feeling it. And she could not figure out what the pattern was. Like, why this was happening, she just kind of threw in the towel and said, oh, there's no good guys out there. I said, there's plenty of good guys out there. You're just not seeing it. And there's something about the way you're dating. That's all you're finding. Right. And so what we did is we had her log all her dates and date up a storm. But this time we were very intentional in the data that she collected. So she did my chemistry analysis. She journaled, she even like wrote out how she felt on each date. And here's the thing. There were a couple guys that she kind of fought me on. She's like, I'm not dating that guy. I could never have him as my boyfriend. I said, remember, you are not in this to get a boyfriend. You are here to collect data. You're going out with him. And so she went out with this guy and to her surprise, she actually really liked him. Now the guy that she was highly attracted to, he was this like Italian dude who was sexy and romantic. She was really falling into him, but she realized this is the pattern of guy she keeps getting attracted to what I call the tornado you know, types of interactions where she gets sucked into the tornado and then they dump her, you know, after the second or third date. And she's like, what happened? And she looks around her and this guy who she wasn't that attracted to, she starts like really liking. And she was learning how to build an emotional connection and really finding the attraction factor in an emotional level versus a physical level. And that was huge for her. Well, that guy ended up being her boyfriend. And the reason why I'm saying this, I mean, I have so many stories around this and whether that's your pattern or you have another pattern, it's so important to really take a look at this stuff because really what we're talking about are just habits, right? They're habits that you have gotten into over time. And a lot of it is rooted and stemmed from your childhood or the ascribed roles that you had growing up. So you're attracted to people that are familiar to you. And so it does take a minute to break those patterns. And intentional dating allows you to get to know yourself better as you explore different interests and dynamics. But it's hard to know how, especially if you are... Like a relationship guy or relationship girl, and you're so used to dating in order to find that boyfriend, that girlfriend. And when you have a plan that allows you to date without getting attached, just to learn the art and the skills of dating, then it becomes more fun and you will learn about yourself in the process. Eventually, When you date like this, you are more likely to be present and find that relationship in the end. It happens all of the time. I see it time and time again with my clients. So with me today was an amazing woman who I had the pleasure of meeting at her awesome event here in Los Angeles that promoted her fantastic app. She's going to talk about it. That helps track your dates so that you learn to choose relationships that are good for you. She is a corporate leader. She came from the corporate world turned love scientist. I love that. Who has always been business smart, but romantically challenged. She was determined to get back into the dating world after recovering from a tremendous breakup when she lost all faith in her ability to pursue healthy relationships. So she raised some money and built an an app, it's called Clara, to help her and others feel empowered in their dating lives. Welcome, Jillian Romero
1: Chavez. How are you? Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Kimmy. It's so good to see you again. I enjoyed having you at my event um, a couple of weeks ago, and I'm looking forward to having a conversation today as well.
0: Oh my gosh, me too. And I love, I just love what you're up to and what you're about. And I love that obviously you come from your own story, which we all do by the way. And so that's why I wanted to start. I know a little bit about your story, but I don't know a lot. So I, I mean, I'd love to hear more about what just prompted you to get into all of this and move from the corporate world to this side.
1: Yeah, no, I'd love to share a little bit about my story. Cause I do, I do think it it kind of shows how Claire for Daters became a reality. Um, so personally me, I've always, I'm the oldest daughter, I'm the oldest cousin, two big families, and I've always been a bit of an overachiever in education and work and everything. Um, I did really well in high school, went to a really great college and entered the executive, the, the corporate world pretty early on, um, and always had a lot of success in that. Now, dating during that time was never really a priority, so when people start dating in high school, college, get a feel for boundaries, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, what's uncomfortable, that was something that I actually didn't pay a lot of attention to. I wasn't dating actively, and I wasn't building those muscles when it was um, low, I guess, Low, not low priority, but it was low timing in terms of it wasn't high pressure timing, right? I'm younger, you kind of experience some of those things. And I wasn't doing it. Um, actually, I have a term out there on TikTok now. It's called like late bloomer. So I was definitely <laughs> a late bloomer when it came to dating. Um, so after college, I went into auto. I loved the world. I was an executive in automotive for almost 10 years. I um, hit a tremendous stride in how confident I was. Um, the background in auto that I was doing was digital operations. So really using data in a high-intensity, high-emotional space of sales and bringing groundedness so that we can have clarity on actionable choices to make using those data points, right? So that was my background. Um, you think dating is emotional, like car business is a whole other emotion. And that's that's where I was like, okay, well, data is a good thing for me to ground us in our present and not get so emotional on, did we sell enough cars, you know, this month? Instead, let's review the data, see what Where those leads are coming from. Let's do our due diligence on making sure that these leads are viable for sale. All those pieces, right? So you can kind of see the similarities of it all.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, like the leads (laughs) and dating, right? And how you can achieve ROI with your dates. I'm I'm already there. Yeah. 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 So business-wise,
1: I was doing all this, right? right? I was practicing all this stuff, I was reviewing, it was great. Personally, I was still a late bloomer and had no experience, so I was romantically very challenged. I was that relation one relationship at a gr- uh, at a time girl. Um, I had a more anxious attachment style because I was such a late bloomer, and I didn't have a lot of confidence in my dating style because I didn't have one. Um, So I actually got, I I probably had maybe two boyfriends before I met the boyfriend or my ex, who is now my ex, who really just did a number on me. Um, Honestly, I met him. I fell in love um, really quickly. Um, I was just completely committed to the relationship, even doing premarital counseling just to prepare for marriage. Like I thought that I was doing all the right steps and preparing um and it turns out that he just wasn't the man i thought i what he was um he had actually been cheating on me the whole time we were in a relationship mm-hmm. and he had every um every uh i guess motive or objective to stay in a relationship with me and continue um his life like on all this other stuff on the side um and i was devastated like it was it wasn't only um just so like sad, tremendously sad. It was also just terrifying because Mm -hmm. someone who has always been really confident in work and business and even relationships, I hired people all the time, hiring people, understanding those relationships. How did I not see this friend, see him for who it was? How did I get to this point? Um, And I took a lot of accountability for that. So after after I found out and after I left him, made the decision to leave that relationship, you know, I had to get back into dating. I am a person who really wants a committed relationship. That's super important to me, Um, to be in a relationship. I loved being in a relationship. It was a healthy space for me. I love having that social connection, that partner. Those are all things that I wanted and want. And I also want children. So given the timeline of things, I knew I had to fix my mindset my strategies my thinking really quickly in order to get the goal that are attain the objective which i want which is a healthy partnership father of my children kind of thing um and in doing that i knew i had to get super super intentional so i started reading a bunch of books i spoke with dating coaches i spoke with matchmakers i spoke with psychologists Um, i was doing therapy once a week and trying to identify what led me into this circumstance, right? Now, in my intro, you said love scientists, and that's what I am definitely for more myself than anything because my goal with Clara for Daters is, is that it's a tool to help us all become love scientists because only you can be the love scientist of your own journey. It's up to you to reflect and to be intentional on what relationships you're choosing to pursue and which ones you're choosing to let go. Um, but that's kind of how it all started. Um, I ended up journaling in just a a paper book um, at the start of my journey. And then I realized that I was actually like lying to myself a little bit, even in those paper reflections, right? you know, Mm -hmm. it's crazy, Kimmy, I actually, after the breakup, I reviewed a journal that I kept during the relationship. Oh, did you? Yeah. And it was mind blowing. I would, Uh. I opened it up and i looked at all the entries during this 3 year period and i only wrote the positive it was like i was like i was wearing these goggles and i refused to see any red flags i refused to see anything negative it was journal entry after journal entry, if I'm so thankful, this is what he's doing, only writing anything that was positive and never writing the negative, which was crazy to me because I know there were negatives. There was actually one entry out of this whole three-year period in that it was not written word, it was a drawing of me by myself on an island and him by himself on an island And that's the only negative entry that I ever wrote. There were no words to it. And I'm not a drawer. I've never communicated things through art. But there was something in that three-year period that had me with these goggles Mm -hmm. that wouldn't let me see or call out anything that was negatively occurring, except for this one drawing entry that I guess manifested in what was truly happening. Um, Which just, again, it points me to that how crazy it is. We can play mo- tricks on our, our mind can play tricks on us. Right. And that's how easy it is to kind of revert back, especially in an emotional space to a feeling, as opposed to like what is actually occurring, what the behavior is occurring.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. I want to pause here because, and, and, I, cause I do want to hear and talk more about Clara and how yeah. it, it is, can really help with that. Cause what I love about your product is what I've been doing with my clients, almost like, you know, chicken scratch, old style, <laughs> you know, journaling. Um, Now there's an interface where you can put it all. And it's so powerful to your point when you have something saved and you can go back and reflect. And I think something that's really important because like, obviously like you attracted a guy who was disloyal and the trust was broken. And I have a feeling he probably had narcissistic traits based Mm -hmm. on your drawing. Right. So, um, it then to take it one step further and say, wow, I didn't put anything negative. So it's not even about the guy. Like the guy was just like a reflection of you. Mm -hmm. Did you figure out, what it was about writing negative things that was hard for you, like what that was attached to. Cause I think that's really important.
1: Yeah. And you know what? And I talked to a lot of women about this. Um, You know, have you, uh, Jay Shetty, eight rules of love. I love his book. And I went to um, when he was speaking here in LA and I got the opportunity to sit with a bunch of the women who were also there and just have this conversation and the similarity that I found in a lot of us, where we're very empathetic people, right? We're very, we have high empathy. We see the good in people. We're super optimistic. A challenge is something that is exciting for us, right? Something that we can help to do. Um, we're nurturers, right? So part yep. of me, when I saw my ex, saw his troubled. Upbringing and thought I can be the person to help him, you know, realize his potential. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So all of those things are super easy for us as you know empathetic people to really lean into. And it's not just women. I'm saying women because I'm a woman. I know that there's men who have the same
0: 100.
1: Yes, have the same strong feelings of nurtures, empathy, and they see someone and they want to help them as well. Um, But yeah, that was really, I think what really made those rose colored glasses so strong is that I couldn't see past what he could be. And and that's the other thing. I was very much in love with this man. Like there were moments that he brought out of me that, you know, I, I, I really appreciated. And looking back on it, like those were, those were wonderful experiences that I had. It's just, this was a boundary that I set early on, like (laughs) exclusive committed relationship. And it's, it, I mean, it was a condition love. Some people say love is unconditional for me being safe in a relationship, an exclusive relationship. That is the condition that needs to occur in order for me to feel safe. Um, and that's, I mean, that's where I was like, we have to kind of adjust. And this is something that I have to recognize about myself and, and leave. Um, but yeah, with the logging and that's where it's been different. So I'll kind of go into how I've been dating now, because since then, I have learned a lot. It's been um, almost two years, I think, since I've left my ex and I've been dating again. I've been super intentional about it. And as of February, Clara for Daters came live in the app store um, it's free to download. So if you want to use it, go ahead. But that's what I've been using since February. So I've actually been logging my date in Clara for Daters. And some are one, one at a time dates. Like some are just first dates. Some are multiple dates with the same person. Um, but I'm learning a lot about it. So how I created Clara is I actually partnered with psychologists to help me ask really intentional questions about some of the qualities that we talked about in a circumstance that you want to look at. So think of a date as one um, experiment, right? This is an experiment. We're going into our first date and it's an experiment. And our mission, our objective is to see, or even if you want to call it a hypothesis, our hypothesis is that this could be a good person to continue getting to know over time. That might be, that might result in a relationship, but we don't know, right? This is a hypothesis, this is what we're thinking based on criteria that we put in, in, in you know, in the matches and the thing, this is what we're hoping. Um, so when we go on the date, um, we're being intentional. We're asking ourselves, we're thinking about, okay, let me be present. Let me like observe, let me reflect and act. Like those are the three steps in terms of intentional dating that I always like to refer back to, right? Um, observe, reflect and act. So after the date, I, and I'm going to just use, actually, I went on a date on Sunday, so I'm going to use this date as a very specific. Yeah. 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 So I went on a date on Sunday. I met him on Bumble. Um, He was um, a great person in terms of uh, response over the app. It was me who had to move the date to a date because he kept asking me lots of questions. And at one point I said, hey, this is a great conversation for in person. Here's my cell. Why don't you text me sometimes that you're available and let's meet up when I'm back in town because I was out of town that one week. Um, So he said, sure. And then he messaged me, he followed up. It was all good things. I was like, all right. So I logged him in Clara, I put a picture, I took a screenshot from his his Bumble profile, put it in Clara, I put his name, his age. um, And that's just the basic stuff that I put in. So then day of the date, it was great. He followed up with me um, earlier that day. He said, hey, just want to make sure we're still good. Actually, he followed up with me the day before first. So day before, he followed me up to confirm. I said, great. And then that morning, he followed up, i looking forward to seeing you later today. So another follow-up. He did ask me, he did send me a selfie of himself and then um, asked for a selfie in return, which honestly, a year ago, I would have felt like, you know, um, like I would have felt like I needed to send it to make him feel good, but it made me feel uncomfortable in this moment. And I was proud of myself for feeling that and recognizing it and acting on that reflection because I didn't feel the need to send a person a selfie on before we even met. Right. That wasn't something that I felt comfortable. with.
0: Awesome. Like right there, it was a pattern like disruption, right? Like you broke a pattern and a habit that normally in the past you would have did done, but oh, also yeah. because you reflected on it, you're like, you're checking in with yourself. You're yeah. becoming more self-aware of the feelings that are attached versus what the other person should feel and make them feel better. So I love yeah. that you put yourself first. So continue. That's great.
1: No, no, no absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, like before I'd feel anxious, like, Oh my God, I want him yeah. to think that I want him to know that I, I like him. Like, I don't want to, I want to make sure that he feels good. Nothing about, do I feel good about it? And that's where it was like, no, I don't feel good about sending a selfie before the date. I'm just going to kind of ignore the request um, and say, looking forward to getting t- to seeing you, meeting you. Beautiful. Um, Yeah. So it worked out. He still, you know, he didn't, nothing bad happened. Like he didn't say like, you're a horrible person because he didn't send a selfie, nothing bad happened. It just, it just was released. Right.
0: And by the um, way, if something bad happened, like he did say like, what do you mean? Like, why are you being so high maintenance or yeah. any kind of reaction? even better because then you're collecting data and why would you waste your time going on a date with them? So now you're seeing behaviors and actions that are red flags already. Yeah. So setting boundaries are huge. And I love that you did that.
1: Yeah. And that again, it's all about reflection and yep. then observation and action, right? Um, and that's the other tricky part is sometimes we're so good at saying red flag, red flag, but we don't actually act on it. And that's where Claire is helpful too, is because we're being so intentional. We're always thinking um, observation, action, observation, action, right? Because you got to think of yourself as an entrepreneur or a love scientist in this, and that you're trying different routes and seeing what works constantly. And can
0: Um, I say another thing? Because it could also work in an opposite sense. So a lot of times I'm seeing, you know, women who are high achievers and they're really good at like being successful and outcome driven, mm -hmm. over predict what, the guy or, and also men do this too, or what the woman is about so that they won't even give a chance to going on a date with someone. So it could almost work in reverse too, where like you can journal and you can put all the red flags on there and say, oh, I don't like this person because dot, dot, dot. Yeah. But in reality, is that a fact or is that an assumption? Correct. So yeah. I'm just, I, cause that's really important for both. No,
1: aspects. it's, it's super important. And I do think that we, there's so many people who complain about getting stuck in the talking stage and never yes. in the date phase. And I think it's because of that. We don't want to be looking like icks during, like, you know, how they talk about TikTok and they're like, you know, it was an Ick that I didn't want to deal with or a red yeah. flag and ick all that stuff we don't need to be searching for those um, early yeah. on in the talking stage. It's There's no need for you, as a data point, don't be searching for them. If they appear, then note it, observe it, but continue on that path to see if there is a pattern of that behavior, right? Because one, one ick or one whatever pre, pre-meeting the person is not enough evidence to prove a pattern yet, and it's still because because it's not in person, it's something that it's less of a, um, less of a, I guess, uh, weight than you would of a behavior in person. So that's just something that I would recommend because the learning that you get from that is more than the, you know, the dismissal that you would get from not even trying the experiment of the date,
0: right? You, oh my God, you're like (laughs) speaking my language. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, this is so good. And you know, I, I remember to your point, there was a woman I was working with and she was just vetting these guys so hard because she wanted a kid and she was a little bit older. And any guy who said they didn't want more kids, she would just swipe left on or get rid of. And I said, you you don't know what these guys might be like once they get to know you. Like, And as a matchmaker in my previous life, I realized that, you know, A lot of people say things online and because with all with good intentions, they think they Mm -hmm. know what they want. But when you fall in love, a lot of things go out the window. And this woman then opened things up and she started dating this guy who initially said he didn't want kids. And later on, he said he would. So that's the other thing. It's it's opening up the playing field and just being really present and making connections and collecting data along the way. So this is all really good.
1: Even if that person, you know, even if the person didn't end up wanting kids at the end, it was another data point for you to prove your thesis because she had a thesis. She said, oh, anyone who puts on the dating app that I don't doesn't have kids, doesn't want kids and will never have kids like she already did a um, her own little experiment and said, this is the result but the, she didn't actually do the she experiment. She didn't do the
0: experiment, right? Exactly. She made it up in her head,
1: yeah. Yeah, so again, we're all love scientists. We gotta keep experimenting, guys. And <laughs> every date is a new experience. And that's where Clara for helps kind of keep track of those experiences. Think of it as your lab notebook, right? Like, these are my labs and these are my this is my notebook and this is how I'm keeping track.
0: Yeah, and by um, the way, I can hear like listeners and maybe they're seeing you on YouTube, like Jillian is gorgeous, she's young. And I just wanna say that- this, this app is for everyone. It doesn't matter if you're 80 or you're 16, like what we're talking about and being intentional is super important, no matter what age you're at, because if you're dating later in life, like in the golden years that I've been talking about a lot, um, even more so because now you're dating as a different person later in life. So I just want to highlight that.
1: Yeah, no, I, my users are a huge spectrum of range and they're every gender and every, um, uh, uh, um, sexual preference too. Cause my goal is to really help people choose yeah. relationships that are good for them, right? Whatever that looks like, it's, it's a, it's a data set, right guys? It's the same thing. You're just trying to make sure that you feel good in a relationship. So anyway, I went on this date, um, with Bumble guy. He showed up on time, he drove to me, he presented himself well. Like these are just things that I'm observing as I'm going through it. And Claire has gotten me in this way to observe these kind of things because afterwards I kind of log it in there just to make sure that I'm being thoughtful about it as another environment setting, right? So think about a lab and we're talking about the environments. How was my mood going into the date, right? Was I in a, you know, not a good mood? yes. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for me, it was, I was in a good mood. It was Sunday. I was, you know, happy. I didn't have a lot of things on my calendar that day. I wasn't in a distracted mindset. So those are all circumstances of the environment to create an environment that's good for the lab, right? For the date. So anyway, went into the date, um and when he when he came I was like okay he he looked happy he was a little he looked like he was a little rushed but he had to go to the restroom really quickly because he drove further than I did so I was like all right that's all good so I was like let's see how this plays out um he wasn't necessarily my type in terms of looks um but I have definitely sensed it using Clara I've actually been attracted to a broader spectrum of people, because I'm recognizing that really my type is the person who makes me feel really good in a date. And that's chemistry that's more meaningful than like his height or whatever, you know, his eyes or whatever those things are. I actually feel a lot better when I'm feeling good. So anyway, I went through the date and I wasn't feeling like a huge spark at all. Like I I was like, this is kind of an interesting date. He seemed to be like, I was being reflective. I'm like, let me, I wasn't feeling like, good about it. it. It still felt a little awkward. Um, It felt like he, you know, was being a little bit performative in terms of what he was uh, saying. It just didn't feel very genuine. I wasn't sure that I was getting the person that I, you know, like the true self. Um, and I, I reflected. So after the date and we left, we left the date. Eh, it was okay. Um, gave a hug. We said, nice to meet you. And he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, asking for another date. I wasn't asking for another date. That's just kind of how it left. Um, went back to Clara and logged the date. And so how Clara is designed is I work with psychologists and we ask 10 questions after the date and the date questions are going to be different. Um, date, one is going to be a one set of questions. Date 10 is going to be a different set of questions. Like if you're on 10 dates with the same person, they're going to be a lot more specific, but the questions revolve around these five elements around chemistry, values, um, physical safety, emotional safety, and relational safety. So those are the things that we're trying. Yeah. We're trying to ask to make sure if this all feels good. And it's a set of 10 questions. Now, normally on my first dates when they're, they're pretty easy questions, right? So I score pretty high. It's usually a 10, um, questions like, was it obvious that easy into you? Was he being respectful? Um, were you excited to see him again? These kind of questions. Now with this date, I kind of, know spilled how i was feeling during it but those some of those questions i answered no so like and he actually only got a seven out of ten so i already felt based on this experiment that this isn't something that it was very interesting to pursue in terms of i don't know anything alignment so i felt so one of the questions was was he obvious was it obvious that he was into me no it wasn't he didn't ask me for a second date i didn't feel that right so no um were you excited to get are you excited to get to na- know your date better i really wasn't after the date i wasn't really excited to get to know him more i really didn't want to hear more about him like it was good um and i can't remember the third question that i i answered negatively but it was something along those lines um so looking at this afterwards, I was like, all right, well, I learned a lot. And which was interesting because this guy was perfect on paper in terms of my criteria. He was tall. He goes to church, similar values, financial stability, all this stuff that on paper looked really good and a figure we were match And normally, had I not been so intentional about this, I probably would have had a completely different feeling leaving the state. Being like my old self would have been like, oh my God, I hope he's into me. I really, really hope <laughs> so. He was so tall and he definitely had a good job and all this stuff. Like I really, like I wouldn't even think about, did I like him or like try to assess how I was feeling? It was more be like, did he like me? I really want a next date. Like, I really want to get a second date, like all that stuff. Um, but anyway, that's how the date was logged. And then I put as a note, cause you, after you get the score, seven out of 10 is what I got. I put a note saying a reflection note saying it felt like he was being more performative than genuine. Um, and so I was like, all right, well, this is interesting. So I was actually really not surprised when I got a text later that night saying, Hey, it was wonderful to meet you. I just didn't really feel a chemistry or, or spark, but I applaud you and what you're doing. And you're really smart. And I, I wish you all the best of luck. And I was like, okay, great. Like I wasn't surprised. I right. wasn't blindsided. I wasn't depressed. Like, because I had so much data pointing in that direction of that was that's how i felt too i almost felt affirmation now a year ago like this time last year a bad date like that i would have been like hell I, i give up i'm not dating for the rest of the year sign me up for january we'll start over but because i'm like being so thoughtful and intentional about it now that just became a good data point to like review. And I have so many things to applaud myself in, in what I was picking up on and boundaries that I was setting, that it feels, it doesn't feel like a waste of time. It felt really purposeful and it feels like I'm getting, I'm working those muscles to get stronger in my decision-making on who I'm choosing um, as, as I keep going forward in dating.
0: Oh, my God. I love it. And I love that you use that example because I could really see the value and how you can use the app. I was wondering, is there any part of the app or maybe you can use it as part of the journaling to reflect on your own behavior and the things that maybe you could have done differently to get a different result?
1: Yeah. So when you start the reflection on the, before the 10 questions come up, it does ask you your mood going into the date and your Mm -hmm. mood going out of the date. Now, this time my mood was positive going in. It was pretty positive going out. So it's not a big thing, but I've had another date where I put, like, I was negative going into the date. It was Um. Tuesday. I had a really bad headache. I was doing a quick coffee date to try to get it in the schedule. Um, And when I saw that, that's when it prompted me to put a reflection note and being like, Jillian, you probably shouldn't go on any more coffee dates on Tuesdays with a headache. Like you're yeah. setting, <laughs> you're setting the experiment right. up for a failure. If you do it that you're, you're, you know, like, it's like, I'm going to test, you know, how sunlight hits, how, how sunlight hits trees and it's raining. There's no, there's yeah. no, it's not a good testing ground to start.
0: Well, no, because I think that's really important and I love that Um, you can reflect on both things because I always tell people, and to me, this is where the empowerment is, is that you can't change, like that guy, you can't change. Obviously, like he is who he is and you are who you are. But what sometimes I think gets lost is that there's too much focus on the date versus yourself and the date. And so I think it's really good to look at both of that. So I love that it asks about your mood, but also like journaling how your behavior within that mood might have contributed. So like Were you flirting, or were you just talking about facts? Or, you know, like there's all these like little intricacies that when I coach people, this is this kind of stuff you can really, really like dial in and look at. Cause to me, that's that's the excitement. And because once you start tracking all this stuff, you're like, Oh my God, every time I go on a date on Tuesday, to your point, I tend to be more in my business mode. Like I'm not flirty. I tend to talk about business because I'm in my business self. So that means go on dates on Saturday then, you know? And so yeah. there's all these like different nuances to the data collection. So this is awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I I mean I have a great time with it and learning about all the different people. But in for your point, like that's another thing. Like, yes, you want to get into that mindset of feeling flirty. I was wearing a dress, I did my makeup, curled my hair, like I was feeling flirty going into the date. The hard part that I'm having currently in my date in my dating, like I guess the testing and my reviewing of everything, and I'm sure a lot of professional women have that too, is figuring out that balance. Because when I sit with a person, sometimes they're so curious about what I do in my history that it tends to turn into interview mode sometimes by that yes. person. And what's tricky about that is I can't remember who said it. It was another dating expert, but they said something about someone gets into buyer and some someone gets into the seller mode. Yes. And and then you feel performative yourself. So, like with me, if he, he was asking me a lot of questions about my business and about um my past as an executive and who I like, it was it just it got to the point where divert, I felt, divert, divert. Yeah. And I was yeah. trying. I literally yeah. I was, that was something I was trying. I was like, well, let's talk about this. And like, what do you enjoy to do for the holidays? And like trying to keep it light and friendly. It just wasn't going there. And I could feel that. And I think that's another like again. It's not a bad experience to happen because it was really good for me to practice when that, yes. when the person, because just because he did it doesn't mean that someone with the same criteria will do the same, have the same behavior, right? Like he just couldn't unlock himself out of that mode and I couldn't try to divert in that. So we just never got to that point where it was fun and flirty. It just, it just wasn't
0: uh, um, the worst. When you tell would I know I always tell people like avoid work talk. <laughs> as much as you can. Like I, all, I tell all my women, just don't you dare talk about work. And I have like all these like tricks up my sleeve and how to like really circumvent that. But because imagine, yeah. to your point, it becomes this interview energy and this Q and a session, and it becomes this kind of ping pong back and forth rather than it being storytelling and flowing and playful. So yeah, there's, there's, but going back to your app. Like, I think that's what it's so good for is because you can really learn about yourself as you enter all these dates. Cause then you can even look at the days of the week, the times, what you're wearing, like all this data makes a difference in how you date. So, oh my gosh, Jillian, I could go on and on with you. (laughs) And, and I would love, maybe like, we'll have another conversation about this and maybe we'll do like a little coaching, you know, on here. Yeah. you know, cause we're like kind of diving in that way. But I, I yeah. just love again, what you're up to. Is there any kind of parting words of wisdom that you want to share? And also like, please reinforce how everyone can find the app.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm a dater. I am literally out there dating. I get rejected. I just did on Sunday. Like I'm still going to keep dating. It's not going to stop me. I think that's the biggest um, plus of having Clara for daters is I don't feel that rejection as much as I did a year ago. I feel it as part of the experiment and I'm learning. And I know that consistent dating is gonna get me closer to that outcome that I want. So I'm gonna keep going, but I recommend everyone like become your own love scientist, empower your dating journey. Clara for Daters, it's a tool, it's not a dating app. It's a tool for you to empower your dating journey. And because it's a tool, it's free. There's no bigger plan. There's no, there. you never, it's never, it's not gonna cost anything, it's free. So go ahead, you just log or download the app. It's in the app store, Clara for Daters. Um, and you start logging your dates. We also have a Facebook community that you're welcome to join to just talk about what your experiments are uncovering and what you're learning. And that's what we're doing there. Um, No one's going to tell you. Claire is never going to tell you. Don't date someone. That's up to you. If you want to keep dating a three or a seven or whatever, that's up to you. This is just your information, your knowledge to figure out what works for you. And I'm so excited. I like sharing your stories with me. If you want to reach out to me on, on DM, on Instagram, anything, I'm a dater. So I'm always trying to learn as well. And I'm here for you. Like I'm part of this, this group. (laughs) And any men out there
0: who are listening and see her and want to date her, just yeah, <laughs> <DM> me. <laughs> yeah, no, please do. I you're am. amazing. I know, that's, a, that's happened on the podcast before. People are like, who is that that you dated? Yeah. So this is what it's all about, right? Building community, building connection. And that eventually like adds up to the love component. So Jillian, thank you so, so much for sharing your story and your experiences. And that's what like brings us all together because I know you're not alone and that's why we're all, we're all here. And I know that I'm going to be using this app with my clients. So those of you who are working with me, not only are we going to use this as a tool, but now as we look at the patterns, how I can help you break those old habits.
1: So thank you, Jillian. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. So thanks for
0: joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you are numbing out and getting totally burned out with dating and you're finding that lack of connection you are experiencing, then again, join my upcoming flirt workshop. It's it's coming up really soon. And it will really help you get out of your dating rut and make dating fun. And as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, the first 20 listeners to subscribe, review my podcast on Apple or Spotify, and email a screenshot to hello at kimmieseltzer.com will get a free access. It's a no-brainer. And you can see all the details of the workshop by going to StopHatingDating.com. But hurry, These free spots are filling fast and they will go fast. Take action. Remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now.